Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. See, I can always tell when Kevin has gone to the game as it was Saturday because he is one of those of the media who will ask questions in the post-game show to Coach Muss. So, with that being said, Kevin, before we move to Missouri, let's get your thoughts on the Kentucky game this past Saturday. Well, I thought defensively this was a um, a match, a good matchup for Arkansas. You know, when we talked about this Friday, the line, uh, uh, we talked about the, the, the point spread, and I think the line opened up at five and a half, and I said I wasn't surprised by that because this is not a physical Kentucky team, and that's what Arkansas struggled so much with. Plus, Arkansas was at home, and so we saw that. Arkansas had one of its better games physically, probably the more physical team, and, it, you know, it's a uh, typically Kentucky teams are really good on the offensive glass. Uh, they seem to, you know, uh, just, just sort of outman other teams um, and then get to the free throw line a lot. Uh, this is more of a, a finesse, a, you know, high-powered offense, not a tremendous amount of size. They've got a few seven-footers, but they're not pounders. You know, they're, they're more slender and finesse types. So I thought Arkansas, it, it favored Arkansas, and we saw Arkansas's best defensive performance. But since the start of SEC play, Arkansas's offense has devolved so much. Now that's the weakest link on the team, and it's probably been that way. As bad as the defense has been in most of SEC games, the offense has been worse. And so we saw that. Kentucky's offense was just a little bit better, uh, especially down the stretch. I thought playing through Reed Shepard more helped Kentucky because of his, you know, he scored all 14 of his points in the second half, started making shots, but his drives deep in the teeth of Arkansas's defense. Arkansas helped defenders. There'd be two or three guys trying to control him. He'd kick it out and guys like Trey Mann, and eventually Antonio Reeves started getting hot and knocking down threes, and that was it. So I thought Arkansas put up a, 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 a performance that left them a chance to win the game. Uh, led by 10 in the first half, Kentucky led by 10 with just under a minute left, and you wish you could have flipped the script if you were Eric Mulsman and then held a 10-point lead with under a minute left in that one. Um, but that's not how it played out. And now Arkansas at 1-6, and six, Randy. It's the worst start in SEC play. Arkansas has been in the league for 33 years, matching the 08-09 John Pelfrey team that eventually went on to finish 2-14. and 14. Uh, In 33 years, these are the two worst starts through the first seven games of league play. There's been five other times where the team has started 2-5. and five. Uh, and, and, you know, a couple of those uh, turned out okay. Uh, maybe one or two of those turned out okay. The rest of them not so good. So this is worse than the 2-5. and five. And, again, it matches the 08-09 team that most Arkansas fans will remember forever because it ended up 2-14. One aspect, Kevin, when you may improve in multiple areas, but the one area that is continuing to dog this team, particularly in SEC play, is the lack of offense. Poor shooting. Now, the other night, Mitchell did great at the free throw line. Totally 
blew me away with his ability to knock. I think he was eight of ten or nine, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Uh, eight of ten. But from a team standpoint, I mean, this team is shooting twenty-seven percent beyond the three-point line in SEC play only. And I mean, I could continue to go down the offensive numbers, and and, and they're bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. So how do you how do you you may make improvements defensively. You may finally get somebody who can cut off some dribble drives. You may even win the battle on the boards. But when you can't throw the ball, what seems to be at times, as the old expression goes, into the ocean, you almost beat yourself because you can't score. Yeah. Well, let's pump the brakes on the defense for a minute. I think this was a favorable matchup. Again, one of the least physical teams in the SEC. Also a young team. It's you know This is one of those Calipari teams. It's dominated mostly by freshmen. So uh, it was only that team's fifth road game. And so I think Lamar, even against Missouri, that, that looks like a winnable game on the road. Arkansas has not been good on the road. Uh, and I don't know that it's a favorable matchup. We'll see what happens. But the offense, Randy... It's been dreadful. The, the 57 points against Kentucky was actually better than a couple of other SEC games where Arkansas was stuck on 51. That was against Auburn and then midweek last week against Ole Miss on the road. And so, and, and you know, those were two historic losses, by the way. We know the 32 point loss to Auburn to open up SEC play at home was Arkansas's worst ever margin of defeat in Bud Walton Arena in 522 games at that time. And then the 26-point loss at Ole Miss, that's, that was, you have to go back a half century for a, a larger losing margin in that series, and that's not one of those weird stats where you go, well, there wasn't a lot of history there before the SEC. Those teams have played you know, nearly 90 times, between 85 and 90 times in their overtime. So that's, a, you know, that's significant, and, and a lot of that's on the offense. Like I said, since the beginning of league play, like you said, you could go through a lot more numbers than just three-point shooting. I think it starts at the point guard play. It just hasn't been there. Arkansas does not have a, 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 lead, a, a lead guard. You know, you can have a scoring lead guard. You can have a pass-first lead guard. But you got to have a, a, a leader and someone that can get the team, uh, you know, organized and, and playing the right way on the offensive end. Arkansas just doesn't have that. Um, and I think some of that's the offensive design, not just on the personnel that's available. And it's the personnel, by the way, that Eric – Mossman recruited in this off season out of the portal uh, to to run the team, and so uh, you know the vision for whatever whatever that vision was, it hasn't played out. We know Arkansas, uh, the shooter. I think Arkansas did get better in terms of recruiting shooters, but when your offense is dysfunctional, it means you're covered up a lot. There's not a lot of separation, not good ball movement inside, outside, inside. We've seen it at times, not nearly enough, especially in league play. And it makes even guys that are capable of knocking down shots puts more pressure on them to shoot over, a, you know, a strong defense and good closeouts. When you can't get the defense off balance, it's just harder when the defense can, can dig in and, and defend you. And so even your guys you perceive as percentage-wise good shooters, you know, since league play started, it's all been ugly. It's all been ugly. The one exception, I guess, in a sense, was A&M when Arkansas scored 78. That's by far the high point in league play in a one-point win. And, a lot of that was on Tremont Mark's efficiency, scoring 35 points. One guy. Uh, this from our 
Gangster Museum of America Live Fin Feedback Underdog says, ask Hoop Scoop about who he thought was going to be to run the point this year because there is no point guard on this team. Well, it was L. Ellis. That was who was pointed to. He had a really good exhibition season. Um, you know, after the Purdue win and, and some of the contributions he made there, I pointed out in my post game on Hogville Net YouTube Live, I said, look, he made some plays, especially in overtime. I said most of it was as a, with using his scoring instincts. There, he really struggled as a lead guard today. It was the first time we saw him struggle. In a overtime win over arguably the best team in the country, I was actually talking about that as being problematic potentially moving forward. And we've seen him have two or three, maybe four good games since Purdue. Uh, you know, Duke comes to mind. I thought he did a good job running the team that day. I thought the matchup was good with, with there because I thought Arkansas's quickness collectively, including his, was superior to Duke's. Uh, he, he had a good game against A&M. I just mentioned that. Not shooting-wise. His percentages weren't good. But he did reach double figures in a game where it was really two guys doing most of the scoring between Wade Third of the fourth and, and Tremont Mark. But, but L. Ellis stepped up and also made some plays as a facilitator in that one. But outside of a two or three or four, not a whole lot to look at that and say he's going to look at the his spot. All right, Kevin, hang tight. Kevin McPherson, Hoop Scoop. Thanks to our friends at Fence Brokers. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Kevin, we were talking about the offensive woes of this Arkansas basketball team, and now you're dealing with so much un certainty uh is devo davis will he return i'm of the, i'm of the opinion no he will not return for arkansas what about trevin brazil he's he got that bulky knee that uh, has not even allowed him at least not lately or i say lately uh when musselman held his press conference on monday i guess that was yesterday he had, or maybe it was last night he was talking on his coaching show. Regardless, he still hadn't even practiced. I'm not sure he'll even be available against Missouri. And you know he'd love to play against Missouri. But this is a squad that's facing right now some key players that are missing and not sure how long and how will the others continue to react. Yeah. Well, this has been one of those seasons. I mean, Arkansas defeated Duke, a top-ten-ranked team, without Tremont Mark. Clearly, it's That's the true. player. Uh, and, and then the performance against Kentucky. Again, I think the matchup favored Arkansas for the guys who were there. By the way, Tre Trevor Brazil had been healthy enough to play in that game. I thought that was the kind of game that could really springboard him. Because, again, that to me is as, as soft as an opponent Arkansas is going to see on the front line all year long. Um, and, and that might have been a chance for Brazil to, 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 you know, maybe snap back. But he's, you know, he's dealing with whatever. He's not practicing. Nelson said after the Kentucky game, not only had he not been practicing, or was nowhere near close, ready to go against Kentucky, but that he didn't see in the in the foreseeable future. He didn't envision him doing much, uh, which you know lends itself to what he said on his coach's show last night that he still hadn't practiced. I mean. 
Um, so for what it, for what that's worth, that sounds like without him giving details. I mean, it was a little bit similar to the Nick Smith Jr. situation last year, where initially he didn't have very many details, uh, but it, be- it became apparent based on some of his comments that it might be a while. And then we did get a time frame eventually. So who knows how it plays out with Trevin? Uh, Devo Davis stepped away from the program. That happened last year. He was out for a game. You may be right, Randy. There may be no return this time. I've spoken with someone in Devo's camp. I'm told he's doing okay. Uh, whatever that means, I didn't get a lot of details there. I did not press for any, you know, potential for return or anything like that. I'm, I'm you know, trying to be a little bit respectful of it. I haven't directly reached out to Devo. Been covering that young man since eighth grade, and so uh, there is a relationship there. But I've I've stayed away from that for now. So um, you know, we'll see what Arkansas does. It's you know, Brazil and, and Davis both preseason. We're talking about two guys that were the Arkansas's two preseason all league picks. Brazil on National Player of the Year watch list, and my my oh my, how things have been really completely different than what we envision when you start talking about stuff like that, the expectations that go with it, you know, production-wise, impact-wise, leadership-wise. And now now we've not seen those things play out. Now, arguably, you've got two guys that with 11 games left, I guess there's a thought process. We don't see either one of them. Now, I'm not trying to overstate them because that could change. Um, but until we get more updates that Trevor Brazil's worked his way back to practice or – you know, and here's a guy that's still getting first-round NBA draft projections. A year ago, it was probably better for Nick Smith Jr. to not come back and try to play. He wanted to be a Razorback and wanted to compete. Probably best that he didn't. We don't know what's going on in, in Brazil's camp in terms of, you know, trying to project what he should or shouldn't do moving forward, uh, especially for a team that's not, you know. I mean, Arkansas said it the other day. If they didn't, if they didn't at least split the games last week. Every game, and I mean this, every game's a must win. If you're talking about finding some way back to an NCAA tournament at large protection, Rick keeps saying they just need to win to learn how to win again, which is true. Yeah. But if, if, for those that want to talk postseason, class, that's 11 games. That's a lot. It's not going to happen. But that's what the task is. And so I don't know if Brazil's using that in his calculation. Right, so you know, we don't know where where things stand exactly with either one of those guys. Uh, but I don't think, it, although Arkansas played well at Kentucky, I think it hurts Arkansas uh, to be without one or both. Kevin, right now, right now, who is the leader on this team? It's a long while. Wow. Well, <laughs> that's, wow. a, that's a great, great Great question with no obvious answer, Randy. I don't even have a partial answer. I didn't mean to stun you into silence. Well, I mean, I let the, the, the Razorbacks play, and what they've demonstrated has, has led by example there. <laughs> if, if they had demonstrated, if, if, if something, if an answer to that question was obvious, I'd have already spit it out. Well, that's true. But that, to me, is as much of a indictment against this team as any. No one is stepping up as a leader. Mark might be the best player to do that, but he doesn't demonstrate those leadership qualities. Battle, he's been so inconsistent. He, maybe you could expect him to be a little bit of a leader, but I feel like he's been kind of in and out of Muss's doghouse to a degree. 
I think he's been forced to play him lately because of the lack of offense, hoping he'll come alive offensively. I mean, you need leadership. Yeah. And, we you know, a lot of times you get that from your point guard play as well, and that's been us. And I just, you know, I think, uh, you know, and I think it starts from the top down. We know Eric Mulsman's a good coach. We know he's helped engineer and, and been the, you know, you did, we, we, you know, the must bus. Everybody knows what that is, but he's been that lead mechanic getting under the hood when things need to be tinkered with and fixed so that it could get, find another gear and, and operate on a high, at a higher level. Uh, I, I even think that this is affected. I think he, uh, his body language, the things he says in Paris Cummings, I think all of it's dysfunctional right now, all the way to the top. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you later on this week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Fence Brokers.